Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, November 1st. S&P futures are trading up about five points. Most of the major Asian indices ended in the green, with the exception of Japan, which was down small, and Europe is trading up about 30 to 40 basis points. Uh, really not a whole lot to talk about this morning. As far as macro news is concerned, the, the big uh, the big headlines overnight were the manufacturing PMIs out of Asia. Most of them in October slipped versus September. The China Cation PMI, the manufacturing Cation PMI, came in a little bit better. Um, that is kind of the single reason being cited for the mild strength in Europe and the US and Asia. Um, I really don't think um, one can look at the Asian economic numbers in aggregate, though, and really get excited about the trajectory of economic activity. Um, you know, the Cation number, it's nice to see it coming a little bit better. But keep in mind, the official China MBS PMIs that were out yesterday morning that are published from the government on both the services and manufacturing front fell short. Both of those um, manufacturing number there are still under that 50 demarcation growth contraction point. Um, so in general, you know, the China, I get China Cation excitement, but it, you know, in aggregate to Asian numbers, I would say we're a little bit underwhelming this morning. Um, and aside from that, there's really kind of not much else to mention in terms of macro news. Uh, there was nothing else out on the trade front. So it still looks like we're going to get this phase one agreement signed in November at some time. Trump says they're still trying to pick out a location for a physical signing ceremony. I'm not quite sure, um, just given the nature of moving world leaders around um, if they'll be able to find a spot. Um, but regardless, it looks like they're still in communication. There's apparently a principal level phone call scheduled for sometime today. So there may be some headlines out on that front regarding trade. Um, both sides, pretty much every day this week, have said they're still in contact. They're still moving forward. They're still on track to sign something in November. Um, you know, I still think it's going to be phase one and done. I don't think you're going to see much incremental beyond phase one between now and the election. Um, the market, the market is already assuming a favorable outcome for all of the November trade catalysts. So that includes Phase One, that includes the Huawei waivers, includes Eurozone autos, and then includes also the USMCA passing potentially by Thanksgiving. Um, so then the question becomes: You know, I still, I still feel the same that the market at thirty fifty um, is assuming favorable outcomes on all those trade matters, and then you still are running into valuation constraints with the EPS number for next year. Um, still standing at you know $175 approximately. So you're approaching 17 and a half times. And then the question becomes, what justifies an 18 times multiple? What justifies 3,100 plus on the S&P? And I think you need to talk about you know trade surprises, upside trade surprises. And that really um, involves rescinding some of the existing tariffs on both the Chinese and the US side. And it just doesn't seem like that's really um, a likely outcome at this point. So I still feel very strongly at that 3050 ceiling. Um, you know, I don't think that you're you're going to see material sell-off at in, for the, for the near term, at least, just given that there still are some positioning and sentiment tailwinds, um, some positioning sentiment imbalances that are going to normalize, and that will that will create kind of upside pressure. But um, you know, no no reason to really chase the market beyond this point. 
Um, so that's kind of the macro backdrop as far as earnings are concerned. We're really kind of in the tail end of the calendar Q3 season, although there are still some big names left to report. This morning, we're going to get AIG, you get Alibaba, uh, Colgate, Chevron, and Exxon are the big ones today. Um, as far as earnings last night out of the US, um, really nothing super incremental. I would say ANET, Arista Networks was the big one. Very, very ugly December guy. They're citing softness with one particular cloud customer. So um, you know, the tone is that this is not some type of a broader um, slowdown in, in overall cloud spending. It's more specific to one customer. Um, but nonetheless, that stock was down about 25% last night. Um, uh, Cuervo QRVO, another semiconductor company that has very, very strong results and guidance, um, citing 5G strength. Uh, in Europe today, there were really no major earnings reports. Um and then in addition to the earnings on the calendar for this morning, you have two big economic numbers out of the U.S. So the jobs reported at 8.30. Again, this is going to be very messy owing to the GM strike. Um, it's not going to be clear if the government will delineate specifically how much GM took away from the numbers. Keep in mind, there are two surveys. There is the establishment survey, which will get that headline additions number. And then you get the household survey off of which the unemployment rate is um, is derived. So the establishment survey will count the GM workers, the G- the striking GM workers as unemployed. The household survey will not. Um, so it's just going to be a messy number overall. Um, you know, the, the street is in print at 85,000 and the manufacturing consensus is negative 55,000. So the street's already incorporating obviously some GM headwinds, but you know, there are some whispers that the number could be as low as 25 to 35,000 on the headline. So if it does look very ugly, I think investors will kind of fade it um, as they go through the specifics and figure out what the effective GM was. Um, you know, I think most investors assume the economy is running at about 125, 150,000 pace um, in terms of monthly addition. So labor economy certainly has cooled overall. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think um, you can kind of fade a very ugly release from the jobs front. I think the ISM at 10 a.m. is going to be much more important. Um just given how soft, you know, remember, if you go all the way back to the beginning of October, you had the very poor September ISM um, that crushed stocks for the opening days of October. Um, they subsequently rebounded, obviously. So I think people are going to be looking very closely to see if there's any stabilization, any improvement in the um, October PMI today. The flash PMI, I'm sorry, the October ISM today, the flash PMI that we got um, a couple of days ago did show some in- encouraging improvement in the month of October. So people will be looking to see if that um, comes through in the ISM as well. So that is it for today. Um, I published the uh, the Vital Knowledge monthly uh, piece yesterday. That's on the website, and I included a link in today's Vital Dawn as well. Um, so that is it for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening.